Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972 Go Men's Tea or visit mensteaclinic.com. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back. It is the G Back Nation here on 1053 The Fam. There's Jalen Brunson audio that's out there, him talking about his ultimate decision to sign with New York as a free agent. That's good. Jonathan Papelbon ripped Anthony Rendon. We're going to uh, get that audio for you coming up a little bit later on as well here in the G Back Nation. Hope you're having a great day. Right here, it's the backstory of the Cowboys analytics department. They were way ahead of the curve with analytics in the early 2010s, ready to pick up the tradition that Gil Brandt and the guys had set long ago when they brought the first computer into scouting. They were about to take that and and, and, and into the next era. Uh, but something got in the way. We'll have that story and the outlook right now when it comes to using analytics to improve your personnel department and your in-game management, where are the Cowboys? How confident should we be at this crucial piece of, uh, you know, the current picture for for being good in the NFL? Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck rugs and DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214 or 817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Yeah, we go back to uh, our friends at Blogging the Boys for this. Uh, David Hellman uh, with the story. David does an awesome job. So Tom Robinson was their analytic czar, and he was a league trend center about 14 years ago. There were only five of him in the entire league in 2010. The Cowboys had one, and they were excited about leading the way, as I just set up. And you know, Where did things go wrong? Well, where did most things go wrong between 2010 and 2020, guys? JGs? Yeah. Garrett's in year three. Oh, no. He didn't like this. Will McClay had just been elevated. You know, it was after the Travis Frederick draft. Uh, their process was bad. The result was good. They end up choosing Trav over Sharif Floyd. Um, but after that draft... You know, they needed to make a move, and they elevated Will McClay to bring the coaching staff, the front office, and the scouts all together on the same page on draft day and sort of give them a point man here. And Will McClay's done a hell of a job with that. And he did a hell of a job instantly working uh, with Tom Robinson, implementing analytics into their personnel decisions because there's a lot of stuff that the naked eye just can't tell. And when you get that hard, uh, unfiltered data, unbiased data, it can change your evaluations. And it's been a big reason the Cowboys have been so successful in the Will McClay era. JGZ was not as open to it when it came to in-game management. Wasn't totally against it. But as one source in this story says is, Jason only wanted it on his terms, you know, analytics for stuff that he was specifically interested in for this game or maybe analytics that confirmed his own way of looking at things. Oh, yeah, of course I do it like this because that's what the analytics say. If the analytics disagreed, he would say it's nerd stuff. 
All right, so there's Jay Jeezy for yeah, you. These people don't know football. It's weird because you'd think he'd be more open-minded being a Princeton guy to some of these numbers. Do you think he called yeah. them data freaks like Mad Doggy does? <laughs> data freaks. These data freaks, boy. You know, I wouldn't know a player if he sat on you. <laughs> uh, another character in this story is Adam uh, Vonderhaar, who worked alongside Robinson from 2019 to 2022 as a football research analyst and now serves as the director of football analytics at Sumer Sports. Uh, he opened up about how receptive Garrett was to the analytical work that he and Robinson uh, would present. So we're giving you the backstory here, but also talking about how good should we feel about where the Cowboys analytics are. I think probably Eric can tell us how good they were when it came to, you know, uh, in-game management stuff last year. Uh, v- Vonderhaar says, I think it depended on what it was. You know, I'm, if I'm telling Jason Garrett what kind of plays he should be calling as the nerd guy, why would he listen to me anyway? So, like, that's part of it. But I know for a fact that there were studies that uh, we did where – uh, he would come to us and say, hey, I'm trying to decide how we should go about this. Uh, I know one, for example, was fourth and one. And he was like, should we hand it off to Zeke or should Dak be sneaking it? And that was like a whole study we did for him. And he took that to heart. So we give him this whole report on the deal. And the next game, Dak had two or three QB sneaks and they all converted. So that's on JG's positive side of the ledger. You know, David Howman blogging the boys did a, did a nice job of balancing it. Not necessarily slamming Jason Garrett. Gave an accurate portrayal of what it was. Um, and uh, he was much more receptive to stuff. It just depended on what it was. I think the fourth down stuff, maybe less so. So that's kind of where it uh, it got wrong for Jason Garrett and was maybe one of the biggest screaming reasons from the mountaintops that he had to go when he did. Okay, then they say, as we detailed in the first uh, part, McCarthy came in with a very specific plan for a robust analytics department, and this was one of several selling points for Jerry Jones. The sudden onset of the pandemic halted those hiring efforts, but McCarthy already had an analytics department that consisted of Robinson, Vonderhaar mm-hmm. and Alok Patani, a data science developer at Google who does consulting work for the team. And I, I think overall that's a good sign. Vonderhaar described McCarthy hire as, quote, really exciting because it was like everyone was kind of starting fresh. There were definitely some uh, reports from the Garrett era, and there were coaches that were still around, but they came in with a big wish list of stuff, which was exciting for us because it's like, okay, cool, let's start doing this stuff. Um, and you know, just, just, just puts a big spotlight on how disappointing that Garrett era was and how many different things from the play design to the analytics that were just so maddening in the final three or four years. And, you know, frankly, it's, it's the biggest reason in here, as I'm reminded, it's still the Jones boys in charge and they were okay with letting Garrett do that. Like everything was fine. You know, all this stuff was obvious by the by the time we got to three and four years from Garrett's uh, eventual dismissal. It had become obvious to even the most green of blogger that cared to spend 30 minutes researching it that the Cowboys were way behind in this stuff. So the good news is you got to McCarthy. What happened? What has happened since then? Despite the excitement, McCarthy's first season in Dallas went poorly. Though injuries played a large role in that, once the season concluded, attention once again shifted to the proposition of expanding the analytics department. But while changes to the coaching staff were made on expansion in the analytics department never happened. It's unclear whether or not the team made actual attempts to hire others into the department under Robinson, but the stagnation served as an early point of contention for McCarthy. So McCarthy wanted more. 
Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And an overhaul after season one, team's kind of dragging its feet. Brian would tell you if he was here, things can move slow over there. Sure. And for a, a small family business, they definitely run like a cor- corporation when it comes to the speed at which they're capable of making decisions. According to a current football operations staffer in the organization, the Cowboys had earned a negative reputation for their analytics department at that point. Garrett was seen as a coach who only won reports that backed up his perceived notions, and the size of the department remained steady even as other teams rapidly expanded. Robinson and Vonderhaar were frequently tasked with generating reports or studies and then later given more time-sensitive tasks that kept them from ever finishing what they had started on. So it was hard for them to get uh, momentum on, on projects. You won't meet a single soul who doesn't think Tom Robinson's it's a genius. He gets this stuff like nobody else, but not everyone is cut out to be a leader. And this is where the story turns to maybe Robinson had a significant role in bleeping some of this stuff up as well. And he was here for a while, okay? Like a decade. Said, we've had a few scouts come through here that are great talent evaluators, but they never got a scouting coordinator job, or they do, and they end up getting fired because it's one thing to scout and a whole other thing to coordinate other scouts. I think Tommy's one of the best analytics guy out there, but he didn't have the organization skills to hack it. Vonderhaar refutes the detail about Robinson, but said they were, you know, really good friends and remain so to this day. Fair or not, Robinson's analytics department became difficult to recruit for. The perception from the outside was that it was a high-pressure situation with little payoff, and it led to a decline in interest for other analytics staffers to come to Dallas. Inside the building, there was a growing belief that the lack of organization and consistency from the department was the missing piece to McCarthy's overarching football plan and often resulted in the team lacking key parts in the preparation phase for some games. While the team had once felt okay with the trade-off, Vonderhaar mentioned things changed with McCarthy's heavier lean on his analytics department. And with that change came the decision to part with with Robinson shortly after the 2022 season concluded. Like most of these decisions in the NFL, it was a sensitive parting of ways that wasn't all that amicable, especially given some of the assumptions that were levied against Robinson 
That said, even Robinson's harshest critics during his time in Dallas insist that he's a good guy with a bright future. And regardless of how things went down with that split, the Cowboys found themselves looking to hire a new head of their analytics department and with it an aggressive expansion of a department that had remained dormant for far too long. Now, um, that's in the past. We are a year into this new approach. And the new approach is cool, Wolchuk. What they've done is taken this guy, Ryan Fetter, who was uh, in Green Bay working for the head of uh, analytics for the Packers for almost McCarthy's entire tenure. His right-hand man was this dude, Fetter. Fetter now works as a member of the coaching staff and is in charge of communicating the message from the coaching staff into the analytics department. Instead of nerds like saying, hey, guys, would you like to meet about the football team? You actually have an analytics guy on staff who is trained as a a traditional numbers dude. Which is brilliant. So now you're getting everybody on the same page. I remember that from the athletic article we used uh, talking about McCarthy and and kind of his fingerprints and some of the changes that he's made. So now you're kind of having everything aligned instead of there being a break in, in everything. Like, this is your department. Depart- now they're all crossover here. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's kind of like the cross-the-hall stuff that they do during the bye weeks. Indeed. Indeed. I, you know, I think it's something to be bullish about with this football team. How do they score overall this year, Eric? I mean, I, I think they, they scored, like, McCarthy's always having game management issues. And some of that isn't necessarily to the analytics. Per, I mean, I guess to some extent it is, but so much of it is when he's calling the timeouts and, and, and all the different ways of should you, should you punt and the, the kicking stuff is always, we, we, we look to the analytics on that. And I, I still don't know exactly what their process is of, like, him making the decision in the moment or how many people are like in his ear telling him what to do. I think he's he's definitely better than Garrett was in terms of being more aggressive at times. Uh, but he st- he botches things plenty, but all these coaches do. So I think by and large, he's just okay. You'd never really fully trust him when it comes to the end of game management. You're throwing the ball when you should have ran it. You know, it's the it's the Seahawks game, I think, where yeah. he they win despite the things that sh- he like his decisions should have lost you that game. And anybody would tell you that. But you ended up winning. So we didn't really have to hash it out too, too much. But there's always that with him. Uh, but he is more aggressive than Jason Garrett for the most part. So I think that's something that we appreciate. Like he's willing to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, I think the easy thing is fourth down. And then the, the I think the hardest thing to get right for these coaches is what is the optimal early down pass percentage? How are we doing there? Because that was maddening for for uh, for Jason Garrett was he would predictably run constantly on first down right. and he would run almost the same play every time, like variety of play and variety of what you do on down to keep the defense guessing as much as possible is a huge component here. That's what I want my coaches asking my analytics department, like how predictable are we when we get in these alignments? Because we want the defense to legit be 50-50 every time. Yeah, and Kellen Moore was another example of predictability and early early down running the football guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And and that was broken down pretty good last offseason after Kellen Moore moves on from the Cowboys. There were so many different articles that were out that, that illustrated that. So that was a huge nightmare. McCarthy's definitely better at being more willing to throw the ball early and often, but he still gets into these ruts at times through the course of a game or a season where you're going, including the Packers game, where you're not getting anything going in the run game and still, here's a first down handoff, here's a second down handoff. Not as bad as Kellen Moore, not as bad as Jason Garrett, Scott Linehan, but he still has moments throughout the season where you're going, 
how how are you falling back into this? It's sickening, especially when it's so inefficient. You know? Yeah, and you're yeah. like, dude, why, the se- the second and long why run are you living for second, second and ten, second yeah. and nine? And there, there were stretches. That six-week stretch after the bye week, it felt like he was hitting all the right notes and everything was working. And then, and then as the season went on, it was like, okay, are you falling back into this? And then the Green Bay game was a huge example of it. It was unbelievable how that fell apart so convincingly or, or so massively after that win streak they went on. I guess we had warning signs in the Seahawks and Lions victories. Maybe we should have paid a little sure. bit more attention to that. But you don't want to style point it when you're on a winning streak and people are starting to get excited about what's possible. It's time for a sports hodgepodge, Chief. Where are you taking us? Football, food, and the worst trend among American men next here in the nation. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.